Hey, one of the things we're going to do this morning is we're going to actually dedicate the tent to the Lord. We're going to talk about that more in a little bit toward the end of our time together here. But I want to do a message on what it means to have a personal tent in your life, a personal tent of meeting with God. So I'm going to spend about 20 minutes unpacking that, and then we're going to dedicate the tent. And so what we're looking at today is in Exodus chapter 33, verses 7 through 11. And there are some things we're going to talk about this morning that are absolutely central, pivotal, uh, monumental to your life that would make an immense difference if you would connect with the meaning of this passage of Scripture here in Exodus chapter 33. So tents have been around, as you know, for like thousands of years. They had tents like that in biblical days. And the tent of meeting means this. It was like used for a temporary worship center, a temporary meeting place, like for 40 years. For 40 years, God's people traveling through the wilderness, they didn't have a permanent structure, so they met in a tent. They would set it up, they would break it down, and for 40 years, that's where God's people and Moses met with God. So it was very much a temporary structure, like that is a temporary structure. So, but also, this is a place where God was at. This is where you went to meet with God. It was where the divine action was at. So, but it was only for a season until they had their permanent building like us. But there was a big problem. There was a big problem, and the problem was this. The problem was is that God's people didn't want to follow God's ways. God's people kind of hung around, but they wanted to do their own thing. They had a different agenda for their life than God had for their life. So they went off and did their own thing. They, they created this golden calf, this lame calf, and then they worshiped that, and they were just out there. God was not happy with them. Their sin separated them from God, and so there was not just a social distancing. There was a divine distance where they were divinely distanced from God, and so it's in that context then that we're going to read Exodus chapter 33 beginning in verse 7. I've got three main points that I want to make for take home for us today. Exodus chapter 33, verse 7 says this. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, far off from the camp. And he called it the tent of meeting. And everyone, anyone who wanted to come to go out to the tent of meeting could go, but it was outside the camp. So the first thing I want us to see is this is that Moses had his own personal tent of meeting. You say, well, what's the significance of that? Here's the significance. Moses had a place where he could go and he could meet with God, where he could commune with God, he could connect to God, he could talk to God. And I say that because this is God's desire for us. My best life, your best life, is found in the place where you can meet with God. So Moses dialogued with God, he connected with God, and he had this place that he met with God, but he had to move outside of the normal community to do that, outside what they called the camp. Well, what, is, what is that all about? Well, Moses is getting to be an old guy, and he had to drag himself through the camp out to where the tent would be. And why would Moses do that? Why would Moses move the tent? Because when the tent was in the middle of the camp, it was in the middle of the hustle and the bustle, in the middle of the insanity, in the middle of the craziness of the camp. And so, friends, I really believe that we have to create 
times where you kind of exit the insanity, exit the craziness, where you can actually meet with God. This was a sort of a sacred space, a personal place where he met, where he heard God's voice. I think we need the same thing, a place where we could be recalibrated, we could be renewed, where we can be refueled, and we can reconnect with our maker. And so if you're a Christ follower, I want to say this, learning to have a relationship with God in the middle of the hustle and the bustle and the insanity, that is essential. But I also want to say that having a tent of meeting is essential. And you can see how Moses did this. And here's the point. It is central to your life. It is central to the Christian life. A sacred space, a tent of meeting, a well-established place. So that's our first takeaway, to have your own personal space, your own personal tent. I mean, so this is what I'm hoping for. This is my prayer. That every time you come on the ranch, every time you drive by Wildwood Canyon, every time you see that tent, every time you pull on this campus, that you'll be reminded it's not just a physical tent that we sit under, but it represents and speaks to us about what God wants to do in our lives as a personal place where we would build into our lives a place of meeting with Him where we experience Him, where we make our requests of Him, where we hear God's voice for our lives. And so a personal tent of meeting with the Almighty. I want to continue in Exodus 33 where it says this. It says in verse 7, And everyone, everyone, anyone who wanted to make a request would go to the tent of meeting which was outside the camp. Now remember, this is written to a people that had absolutely screwed up had actually messed up everything they could possibly mess up with God. And God says, in light of that, you are still welcome to the tent. Everyone is welcome. Anyone is welcome, regardless of their past. So if you're here today and you say, well, I'm not the religious type. I'm, I don't know if I really even want to follow. Uh, you don't know what I've done in my life. I'm really not like a church type person. It's kind of new. I got a little baggage going on. I want you to read here what this says, that everyone was invited into God's presence. There was no religious club. There was no VIP only club for celebrities only like Moses. Everyone, anyone is invited to meet with God. I think that really speaks to us about our lives today. So God provides a place not just for the religious professionals, not just for the scribes and the Pharisees, but he provides a place for anyone that wants to meet with God. And again, notice the tent of meeting was outside the camp. It was away from the busyness, away from the distractions, if they were going to meet with God. And so people had this opportunity even though they had forfeited their opportunity to be near to God. God comes back to them and says, I am opening the door, and you can come to me and meet with me. So you have to be willing to take a step. That's the only thing I see here that people like you and I have to do, is be willing to take a step toward God, to personally meet with your maker. When you do that, God will meet with you at the tent. And may we never forget that. Verse 8 says this. And when Moses went out to the tent, all the people would rise up and each would stand at his own tent door and watch Moses until he had gone into the tent. 
till all eyes, everybody's watching Moses. I mean, he is the man. So everybody's watching the man, seeing how's he going to interact with God. It's obvious to them that he's going to talk to God. And so all of the people of God, all of Israel, is paying attention as Moses goes to inquire, goes to seek God, goes to consult with God. And then it says in the next verse, verse 9, when Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud, which is, uh, speaks of the presence of God, was the presence of God, would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent. And, uh, and the Lord would speak with Moses. So that is a privilege and that is the opportunity, friends, that is open to us today that God wants to speak with us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Wherever you've been in your life, it doesn't matter. This is what we know about God. God wants to speak with us face to face. And so they knew Moses was the real deal. They knew Moses was, was a, a man who followed God. And it says in verse 10, And when all the people saw the pillar of the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would rise up and worship each at his tent door. So what is going on here? They see Moses going into in to meet with God. And they're so inspired, they're so moved by what happened with Moses, as that now they are worshiping Yahweh themselves. What is the dynamic that is happening here? But people are being inspired by Moses meeting with God. Have you ever realized that your life could inspire other people to take a step toward God? Your very life could be a, a, an illustration, a motivation, an example that would encourage and inspire others to also make a step toward God and worship Him. It's awesome. And then verse 11 says this, And the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. See, in the Bible, God often communicates using terms that are easily understood in the human experience. And friends, this is what God is like. Listen to me. It's using your personal experience so you could know what God is like and you could know how God wants to relate to you. Think about when you talk to people face to face who are your friends. That's how God wants you to talk to him. There's no pretense. There's no phoniness. You're honest with your friends. You're real with your friends. You're not hiding from your friends. You're just there. That's how God wants you to be with him. To be face-to-face, -face, when you're face-to-face -face with someone, think about it. You're intimate. You're looking in their eyes. You're, there's a closeness there. And so it speaks of really like a FaceTime with God. It speaks about not playing games with God like you wouldn't play games with your friends, where you wouldn't hide from your friends being face-to-face, -face, and you wouldn't do that with God. See, and you can have such a relationship with God. I mean, how awesome is this? It is open to all of us. Again, remember the background that they had screwed up and they rebelled against God. And so God then is a God who longs for us to have this face-to-face -face connection with him. God is a God who longs for us to be real and intimate, to draw near to him. God is a God who is knowable. God is a God that we can, he's an approachable God. And you can be as intimate with him as you will allow him to be with you. You can be as intimate with God as you will allow him to be with you. Face-to-face -face communicates a closeness to God. And this is so profound because this was written in days where this was a privilege that was beyond rare because of what the people had done. It was unheard of. 
But now Moses is illustrating for us what it looks like to take a step and press in to God face to face. So here's the reality, friends. Here's the reality. We can leave here today. We can go back to our lives. Or we can make a decision that we're going to do something with God's Word here. You can continue your story as it has been. Or you can begin your story with God in this place of being face to face as a friend before God. Moses made the decision to make it a priority and to meet with God. How about you? I pray that uh, you would have your heart stirred before God and recognize this is the reality that's open to all of us. So my first point is this. Everyone is welcome. God wants to meet with us. God wants to have a personal place. May the tent always remind you. Then secondly, you were created to go face-to-face with God, to be God's friend, to go one-on-one with Him, and to be His intimate. So my third point is found in verse 11. It says this, Moses turned again into the camp. His assistant Joshua, a young man, would not depart from the tent. I think that this is a word from God to all of us here, especially if you qualify as young. You can sort that out if that's you. But it says specifically a young man, a young person, a young woman, relates to all of us here. But Moses, as he's communing with God and connecting with God, he's got Joshua there, and I want you to see this in your mind, right there beside him. Uh, What's up with Joshua? I mean, what's going on with this young buck here? Yes, he's being mentored by the great Moses. Yes, he's learning from him. But there he is, and there's Joshua. And see him that he's on his face where Moses is too there. Moses, one of the greatest men in the Old Testament history. And Joshua is there saying that, I believe I need to stay here a little longer. I need to be in the tent even when Moses leaves the tent. It says he would not depart from the tent. I really believe it's a word from God for us because here is Joshua now being intentional as a young person, as a young man, about hanging around God, about being intentional about his relationship with God. Joshua was not leaving the tent until he experienced God for himself. It wasn't enough to be around the great Moses and live off the relationship that Moses had with God. You see, there comes a point in time as a young person or as an older person where you say, it can't be my mom or my dad. It can't be my friends. It's got to be me. And that's where Joshua was at, realizing this whole God thing, this relationship, it's got to be me. And so when Moses split, Joshua hung out so that he could know God and have his own faith. Not a second-hand faith, not a borrowed faith. He wanted to have his own faith. The Bible says in Numbers chapter 32 that Joshua followed the Lord, watch, wholeheartedly. He followed the Lord wholeheartedly. So that's my prayer for us as that there would be many young Joshuas here this morning that would be like that. So I want to ask you just to take a moment to bow your heads, to bring yourself before the Lord. And I just want to pray um, and give us a little space to respond to the message. If you would bow your heads with me as I pray. Father, thank you for the scripture here this morning in Exodus chapter 33. I thank you that uh, your words speak to us about 
a tent of meeting, a place where we would actually meet with God. More than a physical tent that we sit under, but a personal place, a sacred space. Father, I pray that we would recognize that it's even more than that that you want with us, but that you're a God that asks us to be face-to-face with you, God that asks us to take a step toward you out of the busyness and the hustle and the bustle, and to be intimate with you, to be intentional toward you, that you are a God that asks us to have our own faith, our own faith in Christ, to experience God for ourselves. And I pray that that would just be real here, online, under the tent, on the dock, in our cars. I pray that you would do, Father, what only you could do. And may this be so, in Jesus' name. So friends, what we're going to do is we're going to transition. I want to say a few things about dedicating the tent now that I've talked about it. I want to say a few things, and I want to begin by saying that um, we've seen how God uses tents for His purposes. Uh, we have a tent here to remind us every Sunday, every time you drive by, to remind us of God's purpose with a tent. But I also want to remind us of this. I want to pause and uh, dedicate this to the Lord. I want to thank you because you have been absolutely awesome and amazing in your generosity. Uh, this campus is here. The generosity has uh, purchased that tent. Everything that's happening is because of you and your, your generosity to make this happen. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. But not only that, is you've, you've dedicated countless hours, hundreds, perhaps uh, uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars of labor have been donated to this building just in the, the last six months, a couple hundred thousand dollars in free labor and you volunteering your time. It's been absolutely amazing. You're, you, uh, uh, I'm so grateful to be a part of this journey. That tent was put up yesterday by volunteers. They led the whole thing. I, I personally just tried to not to get in the way. But it's, it's the volunteers here that do it. And so Cameron here on the stage, uh, he was a part of that. Uh, Maddie and, and Alex here removing the church. Uh, uh, these team here, they're invested. So I just want to thank you for all of that. I want to thank Ray Martinez. The guy is a brilliant architect. He goes to the church, most brilliant architect in Ukaipa. He's leading the charge for the architectural plans. Paul Welsh just happened to be the most brilliant engineer in Ukaipa, goes to this church. I want to thank him. I want to thank Jim Anderson and Cherry Valley Nursery. They've done so much. The ground that you're on, he scrapes it. He comes here and puts water on the ground early in the morning so it won't be too dusty. Just amazing. I want to thank Terrell and, uh, Todd and Cheryl Courtney. Uh, they led the charge of putting up the tent. There's so many people I could thank. I can't thank all of you, but I just want to take this opportunity. Thank Vince and Linda Laurie, Tom and Holly Litka, Dell and Sue, uh, Danny. I want to thank my son, Forrest Collins, that uh, he does all the woodworking, like he built that and built the stairs and built all of the uh, uh, the tabletops. I want to thank Forrest, uh, just giving his talents to uh, Sanctuary Church. I'm so proud of him. I want to thank Pastor Ron. He's a rock star. He's like 80, and he's a dang rock star. He leads all the volunteers in everything that we're doing. I want to thank Eric and Jewel Lore and Johnny and uh, Tim and Amy Buckfeller. They are the best. Um, so I just want I, I just want to need to say thank you. I'm just so grateful. Most of all, I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ because he has made this possible. It is God's goodness that we are here this morning. 
So right now, I want to dedicate the tent to the Lord. We want to celebrate new life today and new life in the future. And then after my, the prayer, I want to take 40, 50, 60 seconds, and I just want us to cut loose. I want us to let it rip. I want to go crazy for just a few seconds there. The band's going to go crazy. And I want to ask you to, you can stand up under the tent. You can kind of go crazy better if you're standing up than sitting down. You're welcome to stay in your cars, or if you want to get out of your cars uh, when I'm done and shout and uh, let out a good shout to the Lord in celebration for His goodness to us, you have that option. So let's pray. Father, thank you for the great things that you have done. Uh, we bless you for all that, uh, all that's been done here, all the sacrifices, all the people that have served, all the people that have given sacrificially. We're so grateful for what you have done. You, God, has made this possible. You are our hope. You're the way maker and our sustainer. You are our light in the darkness. There is no one like you. And so, Father, we thank you. The very ground we're parked on is because of your goodness and favor and blessing. Thank you for the mighty acts that you have done and you will continue to do. I pray this would be a place, a campus, a tent where Christ is made known, where life-changing decisions happen and life-giving things happen there. Father, I pray for the students that you would bless them, the young adults, they would find community and life in you. May that tent be a tent where hearts are revived and renewed, a tent where people come to know you, a tent where Jesus is real, where people are healed, your word is proclaimed, voices are lifted unto you, uh, little fingerprints, thousands of little fingerprints all over this ranch for the glory of God. So Father, thank you for a temporary home and thank you, a temporary home and tent that points to a future home. And this day, this day, are you ready, friends? Are you ready to celebrate? And this day we dedicate this tent, October 18th, 2020. Let's celebrate!